This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, the wonderful Abby Howells returns to Aotearoa Dunedin later this month with a brand new comedy hour, Dreamer. This is a tale that has its origins quite some time ago when Abby was somewhat younger. We'll find out more about that now. Abby joins us on the line. Morena, great to have you with us. Morena, thanks for having me. Um, going to be um, great to have you back in the city with uh, with this new production, Dreamer, and I believe it will be the first time that uh, audiences get to see this, or more particularly get to see uh, something that has its origins when you were just 11 years old. Explain this for us, Abby. Yes, this has been a long time in the making, but basically when I was 11, um, I wrote a screenplay, um, my first screenplay, and it's uh, it's pretty ambitious. It's like a um, post-World War II romance set in the Navy, and um, I discovered it and thought it was really funny. I didn't mean it to be funny. I meant it to win Academy Awards. Um, so... I thought it would be really great to um, restage it as an adult and also give it an ending because I never finished it. So this would be the premiere of um, this work that was written about 21 years ago. Are you able to throw your mind back to the uh, Abbey House aged 11 and and um, you know where you were at at that time? I mean, clearly the fact that you were sitting down and taking some time to create something like this um, perhaps indicates that you already had visions of where you might be going in terms of performance as being part of or theatre or film or something as being part of your life. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was um, 100% wanting to win an Academy Award. Um, the, I think the reason that it's set kind of around World War Two is because I remember my parents had gone to see the film Life is Beautiful and they had told me that um, it was really good and it had won heaps of Oscars. So I was like, okay, well, I guess uh, World War II film it is. So I was like very, very showbiz focused um, as a kid, definitely. So My goals were high. So where did you rediscover the script? Was it a box under the bed or, 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 or hidden away on a, a laptop somewhere? It's, yeah, it's in a, a journal, this hardback notebook that I um, I bought. And then in the journal, there's like other stuff in there too, like um, my list of wishes for the future, which is pretty funny. Oh, we might, you've got to tell up. us about those, Abby. How many, uh, yeah. how many have come true? Uh, very few of them, actually. <laughs> like um, <laughs> I really wanted to live in London. That was like a big dream, but I never, I never did that. Um, I wanted to be married to former American Idol contestant Clay Aiken. Um, Alas, did not do that. And that's kind of also what the show is about, which is like kind of growing up into um, an adult that you didn't think you'd be. I, I thought that I would be different when I was an adult, but um, alas very much the same. <laughs> so it's like about sort of reconciling with that, I guess. I have to say that both of those things are still possible for you, so don't give up on the dream. <laughs> True, I guess. I mean, um, Clay Aiken is gay, um, so I don't think, I, I guess theoretically we could get married, but I don't know if it would be the best for him. So um, <laughs> I guess I could still live in London, though. It's still on the cards. So tell us about um, the process for you of taking that screenplay and, and making something more of it, something that you can actually perform for us. Well, um, I have two wonderful directors uh, who are also um, originally from Dunedin, um, Anya Tate-Manning and Hannah Smith. 
And together we um, really analyzed the text and went in and like um, pulled out what themes and like um, what I what I was really kind of I trying to paint a picture of who this kid was when I was writing this. Um, so yeah, we had uh, we've actually been working on this show for a really long time. Like this was first developed in 2020, and because of like the comedy just being cancelled and uh, all kinds of other um, things, this is the first time uh, we're finally getting to do it. So we've actually been working on this for ages. <laughs> so um, it's so exciting to get to do it. But um, yeah, we went deep into the text. Um, we also. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone's seen the work of Hannah Smith before in Trick of the Light Theatre, but um, there's going to be some really beautiful sonography design because um, we really want to give, you know, give the the screenplay um, a proper first outing. Um, so yeah, I hope it's um, it's quite magnificent. I hope the it, end. Is this a one woman show? It is. It's, so, yes, it is. So that must have taken some translation. Oh, um, yeah, you're going to see um, my acting skills in full force. Um, <laughs> we'll be playing multiple characters. So, um, and I wouldn't maybe describe myself as the most, the best actor in the world, but I certainly would describe myself as the most enthusiastic actor in the world. Well, you've got a lot invested in making the most of, of this idea and this script. It is very much your own. And I, I suppose in some ways, you know, getting a little bit serious on it now, you, you might feel as though you you know owe something to that 11-year-old version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. It, it's going to be really special to do it because I think it's quite cool that life doesn't really turn out the way that you think. You know, and I wrote this... Fully intending it to be incredibly serious, but it's it's actually so funny, and and that's kind of um, when I was that age, I never would have thought I'd grow up to be a comedian, but it makes so much sense that I am. Um, I didn't. It's kind of amazing that all that stuff that I had about myself that I thought was really dorky or uh, embarrassing um, that I I wouldn't reveal ever. actually has become my greatest strength as an adult and and that's my comedic voice so yeah i think there's actually something really sweet about it i feel like you know um i think actually it would be quite moving for me to see it uh, be done on stage because um, i think my 11 year old would be would think that was pretty cool abby how has the past year or so been for you i mean obviously you've been working on developing dreamer um what else <laughs> has been uh, occupying your time uh, well, I got to go to the Edinburgh Fringe this year, which was really cool um, to perform my uh, uh, one-woman show, Harlequin. Um, so that was amazing. Get it, I did it 25 times in a row. Um, and, yeah, so that that was um, the thing that's most recently occupied my time. But, yeah, um, amazing. Um, oh, man, I was so tired, but I did it. That that kind of experience, that you know, that hard yak at twenty five performances, um, you know, apart from the fact that you're reaching new audiences, apart from the fact that you're in a you know a new place, uh, that must, um, from a professional point of view, be quite a, a, a valuable experience in terms of honing your craft. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because no one knows me over there, so um, it was incredible. And like um, Edinburgh is the wild highs and the wild lows, so one night I'd sell out, the next night there'd be like six people in the audience. But it makes you so much tougher 
Uh, and actually, the shows that I did with five and six people were not that bad. They were they were fine, you know. And you can walk away and be like, "Hey, I did that." And you know what? I didn't die. I'm still alive. Um, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And because um, you kind of just get out there and think, "Well, I'm going to give those five people the best show they've ever seen." Um, so yeah, I. I've definitely come back a lot more confident for sure because um, you can't help but be proud of yourself when when you do something like that. You're taking that show to international audiences, does it give you a taste for doing so with more of your work? Oh, yes, absolutely. It was so exciting to see because, um, you know, the Edinburgh Fringe is comedians from all around the world. There are so many comedians in Edinburgh and so many people doing... Um, different stuff you know they're approaching comedy in totally new ways um oh yeah absolutely it was, um and it felt so surreal and exciting to be overseas it was the first time I'd gone over since COVID um so it gives me I think a new appreciation for um getting to meet new people and getting to go to new places and uh see different work so yeah absolutely I'm raring to go these performances of Dreamer, as we've said, are the first. Have you got plans to take this elsewhere in Aotearoa? Uh, yes, hopefully next year I'll be looking at um, bringing it to Auckland and Wellington and hopefully Christchurch as well. Um, so, yeah, but I'm really excited that the very first performance is in Dunedin because um, Dunedin is so very much my hometown. And um, even though I live in Auckland now, I'm, I'm Dunedin. Uh, I'll always be from Dunedin. So, and and because this shows so much about like growing up in Dunedin, um, yeah, it, it just felt it made sense to have the premiere um, down there. It makes for some interesting uh, dynamic, I suppose, in terms of the audience. Um, you know, I imagine on opening night there'll be a lot of familiar faces for you out there, Abby. Yes, yeah, it's always special when people from the stories are in the crowd. Uh, as well, um, yeah, it's it, yeah, you're right. It it'll be a different experience because like um, there will be people there that knew me at that age. Um, yeah, there'll be people there that feature in some of the stories. Um, yeah, no, it's um, it's going to be quite special, I think, in Harp. And of course, you're coming to play at Te Whare Orukutia, Twenty Princess mm-hmm. Street. Uh, in terms of the the format of that place, is it the first time that you will have performed in, in that venue, venue as it is now? Yes, yeah, and I'm so excited about that. Looking forward to having you here, Abby. From the 24th to the 26th of November, the production's called Dreamer. What do we do to get tickets? Um, well, you can Google. Um, just dream of Dunedin every house or look at the Tefari Orokotia website or you can go to my Instagram which is Abby Howells Please and that has all the links to get tickets and um, all that kind of thing. But uh yeah, that please come. I would love to do it for many people. And that uh, website for the venue, Te Whare or Rukatia, is rukatia.nz, as simple as that, R-U-K-U-T-I-A dot N-Z. Uh, you can find out about uh, that production. And, of course, you want to follow Abby across all of her social media platforms and, and so forth too. Well, looking forward to having you back in the city, Abby. Um, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM and all the best for Dreamer. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.